simple, modest, stylish women who embody the essence of Islam. This is Cover Mode. Assalamu alaikum and welcome. I'm Rashan Isaacs and this is Cover Mode. A tantalizing taste of living life gracefully, modestly and stylishly. Today we bring a bit of the Johannesburg spirit into our studio as both my guests live and work in the city of gold, yet also have strong roots here in Cape Town. Interesting conversations to be had today as we find out all we can about online shopping. We meet the designer of House of Bespoke and open up discussions on what it's like to don the hijab for the first time. Do call in if you have something to contribute, ask or share your experience with us on 021-442-3530 or SMS on 47913. I shall repeat those numbers again, 021-442-3530, or SMS on 47913. Shiham Abrams is a digital commercial specialist, designer, digital marketer, and fashion blogger. But Shiham has never worn the hijab for most of her life, as is the case for most of our South African Muslimas. However, recently Shiham decided to don the hijab. And that's why she's here with us on Cover Mode today, to share with us the why, the how, the when, and ultimately her experience. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Cover Mode, Shiham. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thanks for having me on the show today. Afwan. Shyam, when and how did you come to wear the hijab? Um, the hijab was something that, uh, you know, being a Muslim woman, something that I've seen for most of my life. Um, and recently, um, going back to January this year, it was something I think that had stemmed down on a spiritual journey, um, you know, personally that I had engaged to. And... Um, it's it's something that I think um, just came um, to me because of experiences in my life that I had gone through during this period. Mm-hmm. And um, literally on the 23rd of March, um, <laughs> I remember the day um, where I had actually stood in front of my, my mirror um, after Fajr getting ready for work um, that I had taken out my scarf and um, my personal life experiences basically led me to a point where I had looked at myself in the mirror having my hair done up for work and um, just looking at it and thinking what is the purpose of it Mm -hmm. you know why why am I doing this Um, and I also remember feeling quite um, empty at the time and and that was when I took the scarf out and The moment I put it on and looked into the mirror, tears literally rolled down my face. Um, And it's the sense of warmth and comfort and literally as a veil that it Uh is, um, that's what it became for me since that day. And since the 23rd of March, I've not removed it. So it's, it's just become a part of me. Right now. Did you find that at the point of donning your hijab and that, that, that feeling that you had for the first time of actually putting it on for the purpose that you wanted to put it on, yes. that you had been missing something in your life before wearing the hijab? Absolutely. I think, I think from that very moment that I 
put um, my hijab on and, and stepped out um, to go to work that day, um, it's almost the sense of I felt for the first time that I was a Muslim mm-hmm. woman. Wow. Um, having been born Muslim, that was the very first time that I had actually felt that way um, and, and completely embraced it. And, and the purpose of, you know, doing it was for the pleasure of Allah, for for um, the reason behind that and the significance behind it. I think that just supported it um, all the way. What was the reaction of colleagues, family and friends? The, the reaction, first first and foremost, my family, I think, um, you know, looking at my sisters and um, my brother-in-laws, they, they, they are quite, um, you know, Islamically inclined in that way. Um, and, and they fully supported the decision. It was a surprise um, to them. And, and naturally, they thought it, it was a temporary Thing. Um, you know, very often we put um, the hijab on and the next week or two you find that it's off and you literally just, you know, go through that phase. Stay tuned and I'm sure you want to find out more about Shiham Evans' story and, uh, and her experiences of donning the hijab for the first time right after this. This is Cover Mode. The word hijab comes from the Arabic word hajaba, which means to conceal or hide from view. In general terms, it refers to Islamic modest dressing for women. But it has come to signify the headscarf, which is the covering many Muslim women use to hide their hair and neck. But we know that hijab is more than a head covering. And we have in studio here Shiham Abrams, who has started wearing the hijab quite recently. And she's here to share her story. And uh, Shiham... Here's a question for you as well. How has wearing the scarf changed or transitioned you? Um, wearing the scarf has certainly made me more conscious to um, my actions in terms of who I am and what I do on a daily basis. Um, it's brought me to a state where I um, almost consider myself as, as, as you say, as an ambassador of, of Islam and mm-hmm. for Muslim women. So in terms of how I carry myself and what I literally engage in on a daily basis, it's, it's brought me to that conscious state. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that for me is also one of the, the true essence um, that's come through mm-hmm. um, in, in terms of wearing my hijab. And why didn't you wear hijab before? Um, that's a very good question. <laughs> you know, uh, 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 yes. for many women who don't wear the hijab, yes. a lot of women who do wear hijab, or whether it's fathers who, or men who are fathers or the ulama in general, they usually ask the women, aren't you of age? Shouldn't you be wearing your scarf? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, yes. I know my father used to you know, ask my friends, where's your scarf? <laughs> it's like, Daddy, don't judge people. You know, when yes. they when they reach that closeness and realize the purpose of wearing their hijab, they're going to wear it for the right reasons. Absolutely. You know? um, Absolutely. So you, you, it's so difficult to force people because you want them to wear it for the right reason. Absolutely. And I think to that point, um, it's, it's something that you do with conviction. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you would, it's not a part-time thing. No. Um, hijab is something that you commit to, and once you have that connection with Allah and you know the purpose of what you're doing and why you're wearing it, it's, it's, it becomes easy 
it makes it easier for you to transition in the westernized world um, and, and doing it for the right reason. As you said, that's that's the main purpose. Um, and, and that was what I found quite easy for me. And that's what um, helped me going into the corporate industry that I am in. It actually made it quite easy for me to, to transition. And um, yes, it was a surprise to colleagues <laughs> and friends and everybody who knew me. Um, literally within a space of one week, I was without a job. And um, during the, the over the tenure of the three months, um, what I call my spiritual journey, mm-hmm. um, that morning on the 23rd of March, I think that was just the peak. That was my ch- turning point. Um, that just led me to pick up the scarf and, and, and go that route. What advice would you give to, to others who are in the same situation as you or similar? I think it's it's quite important um, with what I call in our, in our Gen Y um, generation that we live in. Um, we, we've got to, uh, you know, you've got to look at life um, from an aspect where um, I always say that live for um, for the year after and, and not for the dunya of this world. I think that's what really drove me um, through reading my Quran more regularly. Um, make the effort, take the step to get closer to Allah um, and make that conscious decision. Um, it's difficult at first for most, but once you have that uh, utmost commitment to actually go and do what you um, set out to do, I think Allah makes it easier for you. So just make the decision. Just a reminder, we are live on cover mode and you can call in and contribute to the conversation on 21 442-3530 or SMS on 47913. Shyam, would you say that, you know, a lot of women who who are thinking of you know, starting to wear their hijab, it's a sense of committing to something far greater than what they actually know without wearing the hijab. Um, I think it. I think it does bring you to a point, and and not to say that if you don't wear hijab that you're not committed, that mm-hmm. you're not spiritually connected to Allah. I think it's it's about taking it a step further because the moment you make that connection, automatically you want to do more, mm-hmm. you want to be better, mm-hmm. and you want to change um, what you were previously doing before. So so. Once you've actually, for women who haven't who haven't started wearing hijab, and and you have that spiritual connection, take it a step further and think, what more can I do, um, to be a better Muslim woman, to actually change my life? We're not perfect in any form, mm-hmm. um, and yes, we do falter, but every single day should be a day and a chance that you're given to be better. Mashallah, so, that's so yeah. beautiful. Well said. What do you regard as your anecdote for a successful life? As, you know, in your own opinion, of course, we won't regard it as the do and end all of all anecdotes. <laughs> um, successful life, uh, you know, if, if, if you'd asked me this, I think a year ago would be completely different to what I'd say today. But um, today I would, I would definitely say um, it's putting your dean first um, in everything that you do. Be conscious of what your state um, of mind is what your state of action is, and when you do the right thing with the right intention, 
um, naturally what is meant to come your way and what is successful for you will come your way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just all about your good intention and, and putting trust in Allah that whatever you, you set out to achieve that, you know, he will guide you in that way. Shukran. Hijab and modest dressing is mandated in the Quran. A few passages in the Quran refer to an Islamic dress code. Say to the believing man that they should lower their gaze and guard their modesty. That will make for greater purity for them, and Allah is well acquainted with all that they do. And say to the believing women that they should lower their gaze and guard their modesty, and that they should not display their beauty and ornaments except what must ordinarily appear thereof that they should draw their veils over their bosoms and not display their beauty except to their husbands, their fathers, their husbands' fathers, their sons, their husbands' sons, their brothers' or their brothers' sons, or their sisters' sons, or their women, or the slaves whom their right hands possesses, or male servants free of physical needs, or small children who have no sense of the shame of sex, and that they should not strike their feet in order to draw attention to their hidden ornaments. Quran, Surah 24, verse 30 to 31. Shukran, Shiam, for sharing your story with us. Fun. Designer Wasifa Hutton joins us after the break to chat about her design label, House of Bespoke, and online shopping. Mode. Shukran Welcome again to Cover Mode with me, your host, Rashan Isaacs. I'm in studio with two wonderfully beautiful and sincere stories coming from Shiham Abrams here, yeah, and we're going to be speaking to Wasifa Hutton shortly. Shiham, a caller said earlier, I just thought, uh, let, me, let me pass this on to you. As a Muslim, the caller says, he is proud of you to be so honest, alhamdulillah. You are a true ambassador, alhamdulillah. Allah will guide you and grant you success, inshallah. Ameen. Ameen. Shukran. <laughs> Wasifa. So nice to have you in the studio with us, all the way from Johannesburg as well. Wasifa is an artistic and creative Muslim woman in hijab that resides in the vibrant city of Johannesburg. She has an absolute passion for fashion, love for makeup, and crazy about color, and has a desire to look and feel good. Designer of House of Bespoke, scarf stylist, blogger, and professional makeup artist, Wasifa Hutton. Assalamu alaikum and welcome. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and thank you for having me. Pleasure. Wasifa, what would you say is your fashion philosophy? I would say my ultimate fashion philosophy is to wear clothes that not only accentuate your femininity or modesty, but also to exhibit your intangible assets. Your wardrobe should be a physical representation of your personality, spirituality, and last but not least, it should boost your confidence. Beautiful. What's the inspiration behind the name House of Bespoke? Um, well, a few years I, I, I basically traveled abroad and um, I, I at the time went into various little um, um, places where they actually um, tailor-made stuff um, for you as you walk in. And I think that was the inspiration that I got for the actual name of my brand. Um, and when I initially started, which, which, which I obviously started like three years ago, um, the name of the brand was, was very much different to, to what it is right now. Um, and, and way back then, I mean, if you're looking back three years ago, it was Bespoke Hijabi. 
um, which, 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 which still included the actual name in it, but I've obviously transcended my brand mm-hmm. and to make it obviously more diverse and open it up to more, um, what I say, different cultures, because I do obviously find that there are so many modest women in, in, in various cultures, and that's the reason why I changed it from house uh, bespoke hijabi to house of bespoke. I think modesty is is well acquainted with Muslim women that we t- t- sometimes tend to forget that you know there's a there's a broader community that also wants to clothe themselves a bit more modestly. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, how does your clothing appeal to modest to a modest dresser? Um, I tell you what, uh, Rishan, when I when I initially adorned their job, uh, also not very long ago, literally four years ago, um, I. I found it very difficult um, to find clothing that that could still make me um, feel good about myself um, and my inner self. Um, so, 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 and that's the reason why I obviously started the brand. So I could basically design clothing for women that have adorned their job um, to dress modestly. Um, so it's literally high fashion clothing that you can tweak and make modest. Yes. So how would you describe your customer then? The House of Bespoke Woman I would describe as a very confident woman without being arrogant. She exudes elegance and defies social norms by wearing timeless pieces and displays remarkable modesty, leaving a lasting impression on everyone that crosses her path. Would you mind describing a few of the pieces? What what sort of what, what's included in your range? Okay, so literally for spring summer, um, I, I've been completely um, crazy about the whole seventies um, uh, look. So it's it's very bohemian, um, fringe, um, shift dresses, um, very loosely fitted, very comfy. Um, in terms of colour, I've gone very neutral. Um, with tans and teals, um, yellow with a with a pop of yellow, um, yeah, and that's basically what this specific range entails. What would you say is trending in your world right now? The 70s. <laughs> <laughs> and and so that yes. must be the inspiration yes, behind yes, the collection. Yes. I'm totally. I don't know. I'm I'm besotted by by fringe. Anything fringe, from a handbag to <laughs> shoes. Um, so I'm completely in love with the whole Bohemian look. I mean, I think that's that's literally where my inspiration came from this specific collection. Um, so so yeah. I know this, the 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 everyone's eyes is on spring and summer and the collections and what they're they're going to be wearing for for spring and getting their jerseys all out of the way. What are your plans for the future? Um, I'm thinking bigger and better, inshallah. Um, with the grace and the and the and the might of the Almighty, um, I, I am at one of the space stores in Rosebank, and I'm hopefully wanting to grow. Um, my next step is to get into the space in Cavendish, hopefully by the first of November, inshallah. Um, and then, um, mm-hmm. I mean, and then looking 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 further into the future, ideally what I want to do is open up a beautiful studio of my own um, and custom make. Um, evening gowns and evening wear, um, and, and that also obviously falls into the whole um, branding of, of, of bespoke. So ultimately, yes, that's where I, I want to head to. So, it, which leads me to my next question: When will we see House of Bespoke in Cape Town? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, definitely before the first of November, uh, you will be oh, seeing. Wow, that soon. <laughs> um, I'm having a. 
an event, a pop-up, this coming uh, Saturday, which is the 3rd of October. Uh, it will be held at the Rudebloom Studios in Upper Woodstock. I've also collaborated with a few other brands. Um, so you would definitely see the whole range, the spring-summer collection, um, at the pop-up this coming Saturday. Um, and also what you would uh, be able to get access to is my is my stock that is left over from my, from my, from the previous season, the Parisian Parisian um, autumn winter collection, and and that's going to be um, marked down to to less sixty percent. So that will always work for Cape Townians because we the seasons just never work for us. <laughs> you know, it could be autumn, winter, and spring, summer. <laughs> Yeah, but literally four seasons in one day. Exactly, yeah. that's what they say about us, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what is the weather like in Joburg now? I think this summer is usually a bit of rain, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is, but apparently, you know, I get my daily updates from my hubby, and it's been <laughs> quite warm. So we're missing out on the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the sunny weather down there, but hopefully when we get back, it will still be quite warm. <laughs> So, w- with regards to the event happening on the th- on Saturday, the 30th of October, how does one do, do they just pitch up? Do they have to get a ticket to get in? Um, no, we 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 basically wanted to move away from from selling tickets. Um, we just wanted to make it completely open to everyone. Um, I will obviously be doing a, something a little bit special for for guests that would arrive, uh, giving them little treats, um, arrival drinks. Um, but no, there is no, there's no booking. Um, you literally just got to come and shop and enjoy the, the day, the, well, the day with us. <laughs> um, it literally starts at 10 o'clock um, until 5 that day. Um, so, yeah. And in terms of opening up a fashion business, was it a lot to, you know, prep work to go through? And how long has House of Bespoke been around? Um, I initially started. Well, I, I initially started with a blog, and that's how my business grew. So I started online about two and a half years ago, um, and sure, it's, it's it's lots of hard work, uh, sleepless nights, um, a lots of prep that goes into it, lots of research that goes into it. Um, and I think also, if you want your brand to grow and if you want your brand to be a complete success, it's just not about getting up that morning and deciding, oh, I want to be a designer. <laughs> no ways. It doesn't work that way. So there's, there's, there's a lot of prep that goes into it, a lot of thought, hard, hard, hard work. Yes, as much as everyone says, it's not about working hard. It's about working smart. But it's late hours. It's running around. It's it's getting fabric. It's working with suppliers. It's, yeah, it's. But it's so rewarding at the end mm-hmm. because it's it's what I love, it's what I'm passionate about, and for me, it's just continuously growing and just reaching that step towards the ultimate place where I eventually want to be, inshallah. So hard work surely does pay off at the absolutely, end. Absolutely, absolutely. And you've reached now. Would you say you wouldn't say the pinnacle of your success? Because success is always, you know, achievable, attainable. It's something you will always be working towards. Because there's always change. Absolutely. And would you find that within the fashion industry, you know, it's never stagnant. No. And you're always you always have to be innovative. How do you stay innovative? I tell you what, um, as I just mentioned, look, I do a lot of research in, t- in terms of my in terms of my collections. 
Um, I'm also not the type of person that would just directly look at something and remake it. Um, I also look at various international designers, and I think that's where I get a lot of my inspiration from. Um, so I research and I look at all the designers that I'm completely crazy about, and what I do is I normally take stuff from them and, you know, just, just bring it into my own. Mm-hmm. So creating it from scratch, but leaving that as, as a platform and as a, uh, as a platform for me to create from. Which leads me to my next question. How do you stay authentic when you're seeing all of what's coming from around the world? Um, I think the mere fact that I've been in the fashion fashion industry for so long and the fact that I'm so passionate about what, what I do and the fact that I have my own sense of fashion and the mere fact that I have people um, that love what I do and love what I wear. So... It's not about me duplicating or mimicking or um, something else. It's the mere fact that I can actually sit down with a piece of paper and pen and, and, and literally draw something from scratch and make it my own. And I think as a brand, it's, 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 it's exceptionally important to be authentic, you know, to have your own view and to have your own thoughts and your, 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 whole, your own outlook as such. And I think that's so important. How important do you think it it is to have your business online? Exceptionally important. I think with the the way the world's going and with with the way things are trending at the moment, um, also initially when I started, the mere fact that I cannot just get into my car and run off to Durban to do a pop-up, and the same with Cape Town. So the mere fact that um, all cities have, have access to literally go into the online store, select what they want, um, and, you know, all I do is just literally uh, ship it off to them. And this leads us to our next conversation, online shopping. Have you tried it? Bought anything? What was your experience? Call us on 021-442-3530 or SMS on 4791. Online shopping, what does it mean? I think some people know it as electronic retail or e-shopping or e-commerce. It's a form of electronic com- e-commerce, um, electronic commerce, which allows consumers to directly buy goods or services from a seller over the internet using a web browser. Wasifa, how easy is it to shop online? Um, look, I personally think that it's 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 quite easy. Um, I think also. The site that you that you're literally working from has got to be very user friendly, and that I think makes it so much easier. Um, user friendly from which aspect? From the buyer or the seller? From the buyer. Mm-hmm. From the buyer. Um, I, I, I find that my that my site is, is extremely user friendly, and um, I take it from my own experience because I also do a lot of quite a bit of online shopping, um, and I think that's that's quite important for the person actually going onto the site and making it easy and more accessible for them um, to actually wanting to go back Mm -hmm. and purchase more. Um, So literally all you do is log on, um, click on a specific item. Um, You also get get um, um, an option whether or not you'd like to pay by PayPal or do a direct transfer and I have both those options so Mm -hmm. it's entirely up to you. So I find that with PayPal they ask you all these questions and sometimes by the time you get to putting in your the last bit of details, you've changed your mind. Yeah. You literally got to register with them. 
to create an account yeah, with yeah. PayPal. So, but but that would be a once-off thing, right? Yes, yes. But I do, but I do find that most of most of my customers um, obviously do just prefer doing uh, a, a, an EFT, and then obviously I obviously would require proof of payment before I ship the goods off to them. But yeah, it's as easy as that. Shyam, have you ever shopped online? I definitely have. I think it's I think it's something that um, it's it's the day and age that we live in. And and that's currently we shopping's going these days, mm-hmm. so it's it's all online. And and do you remember your first purchase? I do. I do remember the first purchase. Um it it, it was fairly easy um to us if point. Just basically navigating around the site, um, looking at what you want to actually purchase online and then the payment um method that's available to you. So I think there's a, a fair standard um, that's been established in the in the digital industry that's actually um, assisting us shoppers. So how safe would you both say online shopping is? Because a lot of people, for the first time, they're like, oh, is my money, are they just going to take my money? Is my garment or whatever I'm ordering going to reach mm-hmm. me? How safe is online shop? How safe has online shopping been for you? I think for me, I've I, I can honestly say I've had um, a fair share of experience with <laughs> online shopping, um, to the point where you know there are basic precautions that one has to take um, when shopping online. For example, just making sure that the website you're shopping from is authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the web address of the site that there's, um, for example, an HTTPS uh, in the browser that uh, signifies as a, a secure site. Um, so it's also just being aware of what platform you're using to go and shop online and um, being very, um, you know, alert around where you place in your credit card details, for example. That's another security um, risk. Mm-hmm. So once you establish the, the secure site and you know exactly where you're shopping from, um, that your credit card details are in fact safe by by inputting them on the system, or if you're not using PayPal. Because I I know I don't like saving my credit card details online. Yes. Yeah. It's like I'd rather put it in over and over again, but I'm not saving my credit no. card details online. <laughs> Anyone can take my laptop, and there you exactly. have it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, in USC, you've you've got an online um, store as well. Would you say your store is safe? I think it is, and I think it's merely also because I don't have the option to pay via a credit card. Um, I only have the EFT and the PayPal option, and 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 like I said, most of my customers actually pay via um, via EFT. So, um, ah, yeah, mm. so I don't have I don't have that that problem. Great. So we're talking about online shopping in our last segment here on Cover Mode, and I, my, my two guests here in the studio are Wasifa Hutton of House of Bespoke and Shiam Abrams. Do stay tuned because we come back after the break. This is Cover Mode. Online shopping, what does it all mean? Is it safe? That is our last question to Wasifa and uh, Shiam. Wasifa, you've taken us through the process of buying items online. What if the clothing that we buy doesn't fit or, you know, is there a return policy? Um, look, what I, what I generally do, um, some people do obviously send through um, queries with regards to sizes. Um, and I normally would obviously um, send them a breakdown of 
the actual sizing, which would be your bust measurement, your hip measurement, and your waist measurement. Um, however, I don't have that included on my on my website, but I think it would be a good thing to actually implement all of that with a new line coming out. Um, what I generally do, um, I do obviously do returns, but I do not do a cash refund, <laughs> unfortunately not. Um, so if they were to change it or if the item were too small or too big, with pleasure, I could change it with, 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 with absolute pleasure and then obviously just return the correct size to them. But strictly no cash refunds. <laughs> <laughs> Shyam, have you returned any item? Um, you know, I've, I've bought, I've shopped online and um, fortunately the the shoe size <laughs> or anything to that effect has, has been the right size. So I haven't had the experience of having to return um, any of the items as such, but um, being a fair with uh, a lot of the online stores, I know a lot of them do carry a return policy that's disclosed on the website. So, so part of the tip is actually have a look at what the return policy is before you buy. Um, so- so, Shihan, just going back to our previous conversation, because I see an SMS here, and um, the, the, in terms of wearing your hijab, the caller wants to know, to what extent are you wearing your hijab? Are you in parda? Um, no, I'm not in parda. Um, I'm not in parda. And um, inshallah, maybe one, uh, one day I will get to that level as well. Um, but no, not at this stage. Yeah. Also, your your face and your hands are face and my hands are um, exposed. I do have that, and uh, I wear my head scarf. Um, I dress I dress fashionably um, in a modest way. Um, you know, always uh, you know veiling and not exposing my body. Um, so, so that's the and extent course, that I've actually gone to. And of course, would be a form of niqab, and it's that's not, not necessarily a requirement. Absolutely, it's it, it's not a requirement. And I think you know, um, once again, going back to the Quran and and, and the guide, um, in that way is 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 trying to attain and establish that level. Um, so I think yeah, that's currently uh, the hijab style that I, I wear at the at this point in time. All right, we hope you, we've answered your question, and that was from caller 91271, and she says she was just curious. She just wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, back to online shopping, and you've just answered in terms of returning an item and um, what happened, and would you ever consider working online? Or setting up a business one day online? Because I know you're a designer yourself. Yes. And just taking some tips, I think, from Wasifa's business, yeah? Absolutely. Perhaps she can be some sort of a mentor going forward. Yes, absolutely. I think I think that would definitely be a route with us both being in Johannesburg. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, with, with me being a designer, I think, and, and also being based in the, established in the digital industry, um, understanding the market and the trend and, um, consumer behavior shopping online. I think that's that's definitely the route that I would take. Um, whilst there are customers who do prefer the water and brick um, establishment for your your little pop up shops, they like the tangible state of feeling the garment and the fabric, etc. So for me personally, I think it's it's twofold. I would definitely go with the online shopping route and then do the pop up store as as an option as well. I think what what from with the trillions of dollars that um, from a recent digital marketing research done, there's trillions of dollars spent online. Mm. Would you like to know how much is spent online specifically on modest wear? 
Absolutely. <laughs> $500 billion dollars wow. online. There is definitely a market for selling Absolutely. online. And I think, you know, we probably have to teach more of our designers or, or train and develop them in terms of the digital space because there's yes. more than enough for everyone in terms of putting food on your table and reaching that global market. Yes. I think we always stuck in this, you know, our community and we're comfortable where we are and we're scared of the unknown and of, you know, breaching out into a global space because it's so huge. But it's not that difficult, would mm. you say, Wasifa? No, I don't think so at all. And just like you say, you know, we are all given our risk um, in, 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 in all different forms and in, in, in we're all given a certain amount. So I think... Um, it's it's about taking risks. It's about you know taking that extra step and and like I say, if you if you're obviously wanting your your brand or your business to grow, you you gotta take those risks continuously, um, in order for you to reach um, that specific point in terms of success. And when and why did you decide to set your business up lo- online? Um, I well, literally I would say about two years ago. Um. I started online, but on a very, very small scale, um, and I just, I just saw a growth in terms of, you know, in terms of my business, and it just steadily grew and grew and grew. And obviously, um, exactly what Sean was saying earlier, as much as there are people that that purchase online, there are a lot of people out there that still want to actually touch and feel, and mm-hmm. and try on, and um, as opposed to just shopping online. And from your pop-up stores, from meeting with people, on uh, interacting with them in real life and not online, do you find that there is some sort of hesitation in buying online? Um, yes, there are. I, I wouldn't say everyone is, is all about this whole online shopping yeah. <laughs> um, thing. Um, there are a lot of people that that literally i mean i i before i actually started online i was very against shopping online <laughs> before i actually i mean you yeah. know ventured um, off with my business i was very against shopping online but i think as time progresses and and i think it's also about um having that trust and and, and sense of safety and security um with a particular onla- online retailer and i think once you establish that um your whole form of thoughts change in terms of online i think the other barrier is also shipping costs if i'm correct Mm -hmm. so how do you deal with that um look i have obviously engaged with a particular courier company um so i i literally pay um a a once-off fee um which is for me it's a substantial amount but obviously i do gain it back and and i personally think that it is a very minimal charge um which is which is 60 rand for others it might not be um but that's throughout all cities um I literally start a charge a standard rate. It also depends with the courier company that you, the shipping company that you obviously do doing business with. You do get some some companies that obviously charge you a different rating per size of the actual parcel or the box or the diameter. Mm-hmm. Um, but fortunately enough, the, the, the courier company that I'm dealing with, shipping company that I'm dealing with, has obviously we've negoti- negotiated a flat rate. So for me that... I think is, is 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 not is not too bad, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you have a, you can gauge from where your your buyers are coming from. Are they mostly South Africa? Yes, 
And the other thing is, my store is not opened um, globally as yet. Ah, okay. Um, I'm, 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 I'm limited <laughs> at this stage. Um, and I think as, 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 as I grow, um, and reach the different levels that I that I'm that I'm planning on. I obviously, will open open it up to a bigger to a bigger audience and a bigger market. Um, so for now, it's just all the big cities, um, and obviously all the little towns in between. Um, and yeah, that's. There you have it. So Wasifa, you've really taken us and, and given us that picture of taking small steps at a time from having a blog to starting a business to then going online and e-commerce. And next, we probably see you going globally. Inshallah. Amen. Stay with us here on Cover Mode as we round up the conversation. Voice of the Cape. This is Cover Mode. We've covered a vast amount of topics today in Cover Mode, from discussing online shopping, meeting the designer behind the brand House of Bespoke, Wasifa Hutton, and we've opened up discussions on what it's like to don the hijab for the first time with Shiham Abrams. Wasifa, Shiham, do you have any lasting comments or advice for our listeners? Um, from my side, I think um, donning the hijab is, is, um, is a journey that I know a lot of women are going through at this point in time just within my personal personal circle of friends um, and I think um, just a word of encouragement is to take it one day at a time don't overthink it don't over um, you know um, stress yourself about having to wear it for for the rest of your life just think about what you're doing today and um, after all, tomorrow is not guaranteed. <laughs> so, so that would be my, my word of advice um, to them. Just take it a day at a time. Yeah, you know, I, ha- I was going through a couple of questions. And um, one of the questions that I saw was, is Islamic dress appropriate for modern times? Um, I think it's, it's, it's perception. And, and it's, it's definitely um, choice. Um, I think... As much as we live in a westernized um, world, uh, we also are Muslim and we also have basic principles that we have to adhere to. Um, And it's trying to find the common ground between not compromising that, but also still um, allowing yourself to uh, sort of not uh, integrate Mm -hmm. into the westernized world. And and that's where um, designs like Wasifa's designs come in. Um, you're looking at the modern way and that allows you to be both modest and um, at the same time also be comfortable in the westernized world that we live in. Hmm. And Islam is a way of life. Islam is a way of life. And And part of the way of life is dressing modestly. Yes. But it comes with everything else in terms of what what is modesty. Absolutely. Modesty is not only wearing that hijab on your head, but believing in the hijab and what the hijab has to offer from yourself inside, from that inner beauty, sort of, if I can use yes. that word. Yes, certainly. And then it's also, um, you know, modesty as such is also not just a, a thing for Muslim women. Mm-hmm. Modesty is a form of elegance. And, and that's also what comes to the forefront in the fashion industry um, that we see today. 
And some of the research that I did, I, I was reading through this this lady in New York. She was wearing her she decided to wear a hijab. She's not Muslim at all, but she wanted to know what it was like to wear hijab. And she went to little Italy, little China. She went to the streets of New York, and she asked mm-hmm. them the simple question that most people ask. Where is the subway? Just to get some sort of reaction of what people think. And everyone reacted quite friendly and uh, was willing to have a conversation with her. Mm -hmm. But what she found was that the people who were closest to her, her family and friends, Mm. they were the ones that judged the most. Mm. They were the ones that asked, why are you wearing that? Mm -hmm. They were the ones that were wondering, did did you revert to Islam? Are you Muslim now? Or some of them didn't even speak or say anything. They were just Mm -hmm. waiting for her to tell us what's, what's going on in your life. Are you going through a phase? So sometimes it's the people closest to us Mm-hmm. that have the most to say or nothing to say at all. <laughs> or are the most judgmental. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, so. But inshallah, yeah. Allah will guide us all. Inshallah, I mean. Wasifa, your, your advice in terms of online shopping or setting up a business online? Okay, just short and sweet. Um, just from a motiv- motivational perspective, I would just like to say that you know, we should never just we never should never give up on our dreams. Um, gratitude, 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 <laughs> all the time. I think I live by that. I never stop giving thanks for what I have, and um, and believe. You know, you 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 got to believe. You got to visualize. You got to see it, and eventually you live in it. Um, so for me, those three words are part of my da- my daily life, and I live by them. Mashallah, shukran so much for both of your messages, sharing your stories and giving us some insight in terms of setting up a business online and sharing us about your 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 business, House of Bespoke, and bringing it to Cape Town. Shukran so much, Wasifa. Thank you, thank you. And shukran to you, Shiham. Thank you. I'd like to leave you with this. How do women choose whether to cover themselves or wear the hijab? This is an intensely personal decision. Of course, not all Muslim women follow these rules of modest dressing. Some adapt these rules to modern times, like wearing a headscarf over Western-style clothing that still covers the body. Some women argue that modesty is a state of mind and has nothing to do with clothing. Still, others say that what is written in the Quran and in Hadiths cannot be denied that Muslim women must cover up. Whatever the case may be, let us not judge our women, but make dua that they see the beauty of wearing hijab and experience what it does in purifying their mind, body and soul. May Allah guide to do guide us to do that which pleases him, inshallah. Till next time for cover mode, I'm Rashan Isaacs.